Friendshipping is proud to be once again brought to you by ourselves. Hey, we finally have a real website, like a real website. Visit friendshippingpodcast.com to listen to the show, get info on our book, ask your friendship questions, and view our entire calendar of events. And speaking of events, the Friendshipping book will officially launch on Tuesday, December 22nd, and we're going to stream some sort of video game on Twitch to celebrate. On Tuesday, December 22nd, 4 o'clock p.m. to 6 o'clock p.m. Central Time, let's play some games, give away some stuff, and answer your questions about friendship. Join us at twitch.tv slash dofriendship, just like our Twitter, at dofriendship. And hey, if you zoned out for this entire ad, that's okay. Just go to friendshippingpodcast.com, our new website, for literally all of this information. And you'll be okay, buddy. You'll be okay. I'm Jen. And I'm Trin. This is Friendshipping. And the theme this week is... Alone time. Oh, a precious commodity. Friendship between humans has many benefits, but sometimes there is drama and you want to call it quits. Don't write nasty subtweets or punch them in the tits. View friendship at the problem. Trin. Jen. 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 I know I just said your name a million times, and it is because I am extremely excited to talk about boundaries and alone time. That is like a question that is extremely dear to my heart. Oh, I love this question. Yeah. I mean, you and I are both introverts. I, I am definitely, the pandemic has made me like desperate to go to like a crowded, loud restaurant and get get drunk at a bar. And like, I really, oh, really? oh yeah, I miss it. I really do. There's a part of me that is not extroverted, but there's a part of me that like likes going out and then I need like three days to recharge. But I do like going out in groups and seeing friends and stuff. But again, got to have the recharging time. So I'm right. pretty desperate for uh just some action in my life. Right now, the the most uh, the most action I get is watching reruns of ER. Well, I mean, like, so, Jen, like, so you can be an introvert and need and have and feel a need to be social, you know? Right. Yeah. It's not like you want to do this so hard that you're going to go one of those illegal underground parties in Chicago that keeps getting shut down by Lori Lightfoot. You know, like, that's <laughs> no, not. No, I'm not that desperate. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, I really like alone time. And you like restaurants. You like you like you like foods. I do. I really like food. I really like restaurants. Yeah. I really like being nice to the service staff and making them like me. <laughs> like that's the thing is like I think it's okay to admit that there are parts of you know, Jen, we talk about this all the freaking time. That shelter in place has affected people's lives in a variety of ways. Some people are figuring out like, "Oh my gosh, I love being home." And some people are figuring out like, "Hey, I like being home, but like, oh my god, I miss my friends." And some people are like chewing on their furniture, missing going out and being with yeah. their friends. You know, we're, we're learning yeah. about ourselves. But those lines are not hard drawn. I am a hard introvert and I really love having the excuse of there's a virus sometimes, you know, right, <laughs> to, to right. not go out, you know. And I used to go out a lot when I didn't really want to. But that doesn't mean I don't miss my friends. Not even a couple of nights ago, I had a dream about a party and then I woke up because I because it was so unrealistic because nobody was wearing masks. Ooh, but yeah, then, I've had that dream. Right. But then I was like, shit, I actually would like to see all of my friends at the same time. It was really cool when one could do that. Yeah, man. I also when when things do go back to normal ish, whatever that means, when we are allowed to hang out in groups again, I, I totally anticipate me going hard on socializing for like a week and then totally being like, all right, that was Burning got my out. got my fill. 
that's going to take me very, it's not going to take me long to be like, all right, I'm, I can shelter in place again. Do we need to shelter in place? I'd be fine with that. God, it's like a, it's like we had a really long tolerance break. So, OK, I'm going to say I'm going to say this for people who uh, don't smoke weed. Um, <laughs> I again, I, I like weed for my anxiety and for uh, life and enjoying myself occasionally. <laughs> and and if you have enough of it, if you are so anxious as as I am, then after a while, it doesn't have the same kind of effects. Yep. And so you go on a tolerance break and you don't you don't have any for like maybe a couple of days or something which has been very impossible lately. Anyway, so when you come back to it, it like hits you like a fucking truck of relaxation. You just you're sitting there and you're smiling and there's no real reason for you to be smiling. And you're like, oh, right. That's why I used to like this shit. That's what it's going to be like when we start socializing again. It's going to be like, oh, my God, this is hitting me so hard. This fucking party. Oh, yeah. All the, the Give me your pheromones, friends. Let me smell you. And then we... <laughs> And then it will be knocked out on our asses in a dark room for like three weeks recovering. Oh, yeah. That's what I think is going to happen. Yeah, I think you're right. We're going to we're going to totally like take a really long bong hit of friendship. I love you so much. Oh, my God. That's the title. Like I the title. <laughs> we found the title. Yay. Every week, you know, actually, Friendshippers, we're going to give you just a line in on how we do this. Uh, every week we choose the title after we listen to the episode again. So we just like, oh, like what's a little cute phrase from the from the show? And oh, man, every now and again, we'll say something and it'll be like, fuck, oh, that was it. it. That That's was it. Guy. That was the one. Titular that- line. <laughs> <laughs> Should we just go into the question? You know what? While we're- Let's do it. Hell yeah. Oh, oh, man, I don't remember who read the question last time. I think it was me because you took your your bathroom break. Oh, right. I had to shit. And I did. Oh, my (laughs) God. Fastest ass in the West. I want to um, reiterate, and I say reiterate only because I think I've said this on the show before. I'd like to reiterate that all mammals, regardless of size or mass, take about 12 seconds to poop. So, um, you know what? I'm fully normal and so is my ass. Yeah, well, you're bringing normal ass. Trin is single-handedly bringing that average down. Thank you, Trin. (laughs) It's like all mammals on average poop for 12 seconds, except for Trin Garitano, who is an outlier and should not be counted. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I've enough about my poops. Hi, friendshippers. I don't have quite a friendship question, but it is about personal boundaries. And those are kind of your jam. Wow. That is very true. They are. Mm -hmm. How do I ask for more alone time for my boyfriend and roommate during shelter in place? We live in a three-bedroom apartment, and we all work from home. It's now winter here on the East Coast, so none of us are leaving for pretty much any reason. I'm not new to working from home, though I had never done it full-time before the pandemic. My roommate is not new to it, and so one of the bedrooms is her office. She pays a little more in rent, and that's all cool. Don't worry about that part. Every day, she closes her office door and pretty much does not leave until the end of the day, and it's as though the apartment has gotten even one room smaller. Meanwhile, my boyfriend and I are attempting to work in extremely close quarters. Both of us have a desk in the living room. He is all up in my grill, (laughs) period, after each one of those words. Oh, I'm so sorry. At the beginning of the pandemic, it was really nice to have a little hug break in the middle of the day. But now I find I have no space that is mine. He paces around the apartment talking loudly on his calls, and it is so distracting. He interrupts me constantly for little things. And when I tell him, please only interrupt me in an emergency, he takes basically everything to be an emergency. I would ask our roommate to share her office with me, 
giving my boyfriend the living room to himself, but that doesn't seem super fair since she pays for it and she takes enough calls that I think having my desk near her wouldn't actually be a positive change. What can I do here? Renting an outside office is, of course, not an option, and I would really rather not put my desk in her bedroom. I'm bad enough at sleeping as it is, and I don't want to start associating my bedroom with work. Please help. Oh, man, this is painful. I feel crowded and I feel crowded and uh, overwhelmed just reading this question. And I don't I. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, And when she said it's like the it's like the apartment becomes one room smaller. It's like, fuck, that's not the feeling you want. ever. No, no, not at all. And that happens to in my current living situation. The apartment I have in Chicago is we have a back porch. And when it gets too cold to use the back porch, it really feels like the apartment shrinks. Oh, not good. That's rough. That's rough. We're glad that you have at least tried to talk to your boyfriend. You said, like, please only interrupt me in an emergency. It seems that the definitions of emergency, alone time, concentration, working distraction, you have very different definitions for those words than your boyfriend seems to have. Yeah, you're you're incongruent there. And I'm going to assume that this is just uh, a problem area in your relationship and not and like you guys are you you love each other and it's a good relationship but there's there is this problem you know I think we can make that assumption just because she didn't mention anything yeah. else. Yeah, yeah, it know? doesn't seem yeah. reflective of a bigger problem. It seems like the pandemic is making this problem a problem. So number one, and this is a problem I've had actually in my relationship. So as I've mentioned before, I'm hard ADHD um, and my partner has his own brain problems. <laughs> and then and in shelter in place, one of the things that we've had to learn is the golden rule really no longer applies. And the golden rule being do unto others as you would have them done unto you. What's happening is that that is actually exactly the problem that is occurring right now. You are doing to your boyfriend what you want, which is leaving him alone. You wish he was doing that to you. And your boyfriend is doing to you what he wishes you would do, which is he wants more interaction. He, he wants those hug breaks back. He has a completely different understanding of what it means to have an emergency. This might even be like an ask versus guest culture yeah. sort of thing. It may, it may very well be that like he doesn't think that you brushing him off is that big of a deal. But to you, it completely broke your concentration and now you're not working anymore. And, you know, it could even be as granular as when you're having this specific type of meeting, you absolutely cannot be interrupted. And he never has that kind of meeting, you know? Like, and and, and there's also, Trin, you touched on this, like it's your, the way you show affection during the workday, it's not matching up. That's not a problem until it be, until it's like an issue like it is now, you know? Like, there's nothing inherently wrong with the two of you needing different levels of affection or different kinds of affection. It's just becoming a problem because he's assuming you want what he wants. It is so fair that he desires a little more affection right now because shit sucks. And it sounds like you might be one of his coping mechanisms. The yeah. smell of your hair yeah. is one of his coping mechanisms. And, I, like, I feel like... Most people in a relationship can kind of understand this. You know, when you kind of like hook into each other, like you hug and it's like you're recharging for a little while. Like he it sounds like he needs that more than you do. Yeah. Yeah. And it is also at the same time completely fair that when you are in work mode, you're not able to be in affectionate girlfriend mode. Definitely. Definitely. So let's let's try to be a little firmer than before. This will be just your first step. And if you've already done this, if you've already like, okay, I have definitely laid out exactly what I want 
as firmly as I can politely do that. If you've already done that, then like whatever. But if you haven't, then let's do this right now. So state exactly what you need. Tell him, hey, I know that things were a little bit different earlier in the pandemic, like a few months ago. We used to have our little hug breaks and stuff. And I used to love it when you smooched me on the top of the head while I was working. But now I find it really distracting and I could use a little bit of space. I can also use a little bit of space when you're on your calls. What if we did this? How about when I have my headphones on, you can't talk to me. And if you need me, I need you to text me because then I can get the, I can get to that when I when I can. And this is now to the point where it is affecting my workday and I can't I can't have it anymore. I love you. I know this is a change, but I need you to buy into this. Something like that. Yeah, Trin, I really liked that because you were specific. You were specific about what needs to change and you're acknowledging the change. You know, earlier in the pandemic, it wasn't like this, but now we've reached the point of the pandemic where if you come over and like give me a, a, one of those backward cute hugs that you always see in romantic comedies, it actually really pulls me away from uh, writing or meeting or whatever it is. Like be very specific about what has to change. Absolutely. And I feel like there's how could anyone respond unreasonably to this? I, I we have very little information about your your boyfriend's personality other than he's very into his job right now. But I feel like there's only responding reasonably to this. And he might say something like, oh, but man, I, I will really miss that. Like, you know, it really charges. It charges me to have a little affection with you during the day. Maybe. And you don't have to do this at all, Asker, by the way. This would be a courtesy. What if you have some scheduled snoogle time in the middle of the day? I was going to suggest that too. Bro? What if you meet, quote, meet for lunch? Yeah, that'd be really, really sweet. There's a few like kind of like tiny solves that could be applied that maybe you've tried this. Maybe you haven't. I think it's worth saying out loud. You said your boyfriend paces around the apartment while he's on the phone. That's a great time for him to go into the bedroom. I completely understand not wanting to work full time in the bedroom. But if there's a place where he can close the door and talk loud, I think that would be great. And if he's like, no, I have to pace. I need space. That's the thing is like this has to be a compromise because right, right now you're giving so much and he's not. Trin, you were mentioning before about how you don't think he will react unreasonably. And I, I think there's I think there's I think that's right. I could see a scenario where he just doesn't get it. And he feels hurt. So I want the asker, I want to firm up the asker and tell them, like, you're not hurting anybody by saying what you need. And you are not hurting anybody by asking for this change, certainly not deliberately. And you're not being mean either. I mean, there's certainly a way to do this. I mean, you at no point have you talk, said like, and I blew up at him or anything, even though, again, that would be understandable. Humans are humans. They they do yell sometimes. Yeah, they do. You can make it clear that this isn't about your love or your relationship or his personality. It's just like a work thing. It's just for your brain. It's about your ability to concentrate. It's about your ability to turn your brain off. You know, when when in doubt, defer to the fact that if we were in the same office together, I'd find it very distracting too. Just, you know, it's it's just, you know, it's hard to work in the same space as your partner. Absolutely. You know that wedding quote about love that's like, love is gentle. Love is kind. kind. Love yeah. keeps no record of wrongs. Fuck that. Keep a record of his wrongs for a little while. <laughs> and I, I'm not kidding. Like, get a, get a notebook and write down every fucking time he annoys you. And it's not not because I want you to throw it in his face. <laughs> but because... But you could. I, oh, the, you could. And this is a great way to do it. Um, I want... I want you to do to do this because I want you to convince yourself that there is a problem that he can solve. 
So if you keep on writing shit down, like I had my headphones on and I was clearly working, but he like, you know, gave me a hug or started talking to me. Like, I want you to prove to yourself that you have a case here, you know, and like certainly, you know, that'll be useful in a fight should you have one to be like, actually, and don't drop the bomb. Like, actually, I've been taking notes on your habits, but be like, I've actually been paying attention really closely these last couple of weeks because I wanted to make sure I was asking you for something that I need and that you can give me. And so I've been paying attention to your behavior and paying attention to mine. And here's some places where I feel like I really need you to help me. And here are some places where I'm going to try to to chill if you interrupt me, but then say sorry and like leave. Really yeah. Fast. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. I really like that because you're bringing the problem and uh, an idea for a solution, an idea for a compromise along with it. I think that's that shows a lot of responsibility, maturity and kindness. And I also love this idea of keeping a a mental or physical list. So you can be like, oh, you know what? It wasn't a big deal when that happened, but it really got under my skin when this happened. So you can kind of figure out the areas where you're able to be flexible and the areas where you're like, I absolutely cannot be bothered when I have my headphones on. It like it really, you know, it it probably pisses you off. (laughs) Yeah. The example that's coming to mind is when I've when I'm in the middle of writing something very detailed, something very detail-oriented that involves numbers. And I sit down to do it, and I'm in the zone, and I have headphones in, and it is that moment where Mavi chooses to lose her mind. And it is like, <laughs> um, I, I've literally said to my partner, like, I am using this moment of frustration. I mean, I want to be clear. I've spent years being truly annoyed and frustrated by this, but in the last couple of weeks, I've, I told my partner out loud, I need an attitude adjustment about this, so I'm going to use this as practice for if and when we have kids someday. Because wow, Jen. I yeah, I can't like it is. It immediately gets my skin on fire. I'm like, ah, oh, I had 20 minutes to write this, and now I don't. Like it really. I'm a schedule oriented person, so that's really hard for me. God, Jen, that is so good. That is such a a really wonderful way to turn this into like something that is a lesson for the future. And also, obviously, like I can't wait to meet baby Jen and I'm going to be weird Funkle trend. <laughs> I can't wait. Get on it. Oh, uh, no. Take your time. NVD. I, I'm not. No, do it. No, it's fine. I'm good. I'm good. Um, <laughs> oh, I love it. I have a really hilarious example from my life. Yes. And uh, I have to put a disclaimer on this. That I, I I really feel like I've been very clear that my partner is so sensitive and so kind. Oh, yeah. And he's a I mean, I know boy. him. I know him. I can vouch for you that. You know him. Yeah. He's great. But holy shit. So one time. It's <laughs> so true time of I, relationships. It's like, this is great, but holy shit. So I was, I could not focus. I was trying so hard to focus. And um, I actually, I too have a desk in the living room like many people do these days. And I was so I so could not focus that I took my laptop and I went into the bedroom, which I also hate for actually the similar reason of the, the askers, because, again, it's like the reason you don't keep screens in your bed. You know what I'm saying? Whatever. Right. OK, so I'm in the bedroom and I'm writing and my partner comes in and asks me what I want for dinner. And I say, I'm not sure, but actually, um, I really need to get this done. Um, could you actually close the door when you leave? Because I'm going to focus on this. And Jake, don't come back unless it's an emergency, please. <laughs> and not 20 fucking minutes later, <laughs> he comes back. He comes back into the room. He grabs something near me, asks me a question, and then he leaves the room, but leaves the door open and turns the lights off. <laughs> As uh, though I wasn't in there. Oh, uh, that is amazing. So I just, 
I know. Because it's so out of character, you know? Yeah. I resolved that by just gently getting up, closing the door. I locked the door this time. I turned the lights back on. I did my work. But what I came to realize was that he simply needs more interaction with me during the day. And there are some things that he does that are compulsions. I, I and I understand compulsions. OK, <laughs> like I'm an ADHD kid. And for me, it was I need to lock the door. Yep. That's all I need to do, yep. you know, and like and because it, he cares so much and he feels so bad when he interrupts me. But he needs more of me during the day than I need of him. And so uh, I, I lock the fucking door. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. And and I don't do it all the time. And it's like it's it doesn't it's not like the worst thing in the world or whatever. And like it might feel rude to you to occasionally go into the bedroom with, you know, whatever mobile work you can do. But it, it's kind of an acknowledgement of he, you two have different needs and you both have different compulsions and you both have different things that make your day go well. And sometimes you kind of have to force the other person into what you want. And that sometimes is locking the door. And I'm not saying move your desk into the bedroom. What I'm saying is if you have like a laptop or a notebook that you can work on for a short period of time when you need to be heads down, go into that bedroom and lock the door. Yeah. I also want to ask her to examine if they're getting any alone time leisurely, not work time, you know, Um, like, are you able to say like, hey, I'm not up for watching a movie tonight. I'm I'm just going to go to bed and read. And by read, you're just going to do what I do and watch episodes of ER. Yeah, I love to tell my partner like <laughs> I, I love to tell my partner like I'm going to go read or I'm going to go meditate or do some yoga. And then I just I just fall asleep. <laughs> but that's me recharging, that. literally. Um, in the pandemic right now, some people are so sick of their solitude and quiet and some people are just desperate for it. Like we're all at different levels of desperation. And it sounds yes. to me like, I mean, uh, can you take a walk? Can you can you go to the park? I just I really want you to have like even one afternoon alone might really restore you. I went through this recently. I was talking to my dad and I was like, yeah, my John, that's my partner. And I have spent so much time together in this pandemic. We both work from home. We cook dinner together. We, we've never, ever had this amount of time together, ever. And we've always been had a lot of time together. I didn't know it was possible to have more time together than the pandemic happened. We literally go running together. I mean, that's I'm just going to say it. That's too much time together. <laughs> it is. It is. He's my favorite person in the world. And I'm still like, yeah, I'm going to go uh, close the door for two hours or like we'll have a plan to watch a movie. And uh, when it gets down to sitting down to do it, I go, actually, is it OK if I half watch this and dick around on the Internet? He's like, yeah. Like, you know, sometimes you can be alone together and I want you to find find the ways to do that. You probably know what they are and probably aren't getting them. That might be really what the issue is right here. Uh, but man, I really want you to want you. You deserve those. So I feel like everybody has something that they do that they love that they can really only do in on an uninhibited level on their own. And for me, it is blasting Jimmy Eat World and harmonizing <gasps> yes. with my playlist for. And I have, I think, a two hour long playlist of Jimmy Eat World songs that I know and like to harmonize with. And the other day. Um, I realized that I don't so and, and I've always loved to sing. I was like in qu- a bunch of choirs in high school and stuff. And it's it's not that I'm good at singing. It's more that I will and I w- I will sing no matter what. I'm going to do it. You and know, you are <laughs> like, good at it. 
But like on a technical, it's fine. <laughs> Regardless of how good I sing, it's I I am very bashful about it, and I need my partner to be out of the apartment for me yep. to do this. Yep. And and I can barely do it when he's out of the apartment because I'm like fuck fuck fuck. The neighbors downstairs can can hear me, and I'm like and I, oh, dude, when I'm singing on my own, I'm not just like having a nice time, like like whatever. I'm like really, I'm like I'm like doing the the curved hand on my face, like like am I am I doing this? Vibe? All right. Like, nice. I, am I, how's my breathing? How's my diaphragm? Nice. Like, I'm like pr- fucking practicing, you know? And I suddenly realized this is like so, so dire. But I suddenly realized I was like, if I had fucking died tomorrow, I'd be bummed out at how little time I spent like blasting music and singing to it. And so I have been working on like, f- like really working on it, like every day becoming more accustomed to being a little less inhibited around Connell and he uh, the other night I want to say he was playing like video games with his friends and he's like I'm gonna go in the office I'm gonna close the door and my headphones are gonna be on super loud and I know that our horrible downstairs neighbors are gonna be having their karaoke party or whatever he's like you should you should rock out Oh, I, this is awesome. And I fucking did. I fucking rocked out so hard. I rocked out so hard that like I was like tired, like my insides were tired, you know, and it was amazing. It was a release that I hadn't felt in a really long time. Yeah. And and it came from, you know, my partner had to convince me like it doesn't matter. Like, do the thing that you want to do and I'll do whatever it is that you need. Sometimes. So it's less. This is less um, applicable now. But he got a bike and sometimes he'll be like, OK, I'm going out for a bike ride for two hours. OK, so if you want to set your timer and sing that whole time, just oh letting you know, God, I won't Trin. be back. My heart, be back. my soul is erupting. I know. This is so is that- <laughs> kind. It's so he good. He fucking rules. It's so right. great. But like. that's that's what I want to see couples kind of doing like being exactly like me no like you know be like Connell you know like uh, try and anticipate needs and figure out what it is that makes you feel better and more recharged and after I do that after I have my like rock out time I legitimately am more tolerant of being annoyed you know I'm I'm just I function better having had that you know like and you probably have that when you run right oh like yeah something. yeah yeah absolutely the difference between mood if i've run that day it's it scares me a little it's kind of like there's going to be times when i can't run and i need to i need to be able to harness this in a different way oh man trin this is such good advice though it's got my mind turning over like what does your partner need that you can carve out for them my uh i i used to hate football and i still do actually i want to be very clear i don't like the sport of football <laughs> Um, but, uh, and I don't even know if my partner likes it anymore. However, he does watch it. And I used to complain about this early in our relationship because it seemed like in the fall, all of his weekends were dedicated to football and I hated it. And it is now a complete 180 where I literally Google or ask him, when do the bears play? Okay. They play at three today. Okay. I'm going to disappear. I'm going to go for a run then. I'm going to take a nap then. You have fun. You have fun. You you text all your friends and talk about the, or whatever. And, you know, it's funny. I f- I'm trying to do him like this favor because he's working so hard and doing so much for me and my family right now. So I'm like, can he just have three hours where he doesn't worry about anything? But it turns out all the football teams he likes are really bad. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if he's having any fun, but I'm I'm trying. I'm trying to give him the the equivalent of karaoke, rocking out or going on a bike ride, you know? Like, that's the shit that we, we kind of need to be doing. And ask her, like, it's this all starts with 
saying what you need. You know, my partner would never have known. Like, <laughs> he would never know that I love harmonizing with specifically yeah. <laughs> my two-hour playlist yeah. to Jimmy Eat World unless I said that to him. Like, when, it literally was early in our relationship. I, I, he went for a run, and when he came back, I was like, I am so glad you knocked first because I've been singing this fucking time. <laughs> right. it is, it's something I like. De- I need to do like deep in my heart and my soul. And also, I've just recently rediscovered Motion City Soundtrack, oh, which is like a a, this pop punk band. Yeah, they're from Minneapolis. It's like Midwest represent. And I'm just like saying the shit out of them every morning. Anyway, find your Jimmy Eat World playlist and ask for that. Think we yeah, did it? I think you know, so. Right? This is this has been okay, yeah. guys. <laughs> you know what? We're, it's been fine. Whether or not this episode is good, it is a new episode, and that's pretty nice. <laughs> it is one that we made, and it it is of will all occur. the episodes we've ever done. Here's another one. This sure is one. This has been friendshiping with Jen and Trin. If you would like to ask us a question, we would love some freaking questions. Hey, friendshippingpodcast at gmail.com. If you would like to follow us on Twitter, you can at do friendship at Trin and Tonic at Jen Dangerous with two N's. And the second N stands for not leaving the house nope. freaking ever. Thank you, Ian Parman, um, for editing. We've had a lot of weird editings lately, and you've been amazing. Thank you to Monica Verba, our agent. Thank you to Lauren Gallagher, who has done our design work and our logos. Thank you to Molly Lewis, the creator and singer of our theme song that delights us so. And thank you, audience, for listening. And you're welcome for talking. Your friendship at the problem. What came co- out of you? Uh, it was a I cough? Some, okay. some, some germs, some phlegm. You know, oh, you mean like what That's came out of you? It was a cough. you're alone in the closet. <laughs> <laughs> what verb came out of you and it was cough?